I am here with you again on uh, okay, Blog Talk Radio's got to give us a little pitch in there first. All right, so this is where we're at, all right? I'm your host, Navy SEAL motivational speaker, author, and coach, David Rutherford. And I am here, I'll tell you what, back in sunny San Diego, which is my home away from home. And it's not my home away from home because I enjoyed the beautiful sunshine and the, and the beautiful uh, environment of San Diego. It's my home away from home because this is where I had the snot kicked out of me for 15 months going through SEAL training. So this is why this place is so lovely for me. This is where I served. This is where I was at SEAL Team 1. This is where I was an instructor out here. So it's, it's awesome to be back here. Now, you're asking yourself, all right, Rut, why are you doing a live broadcast from San Diego? Tell me that right now, and I'll tell you why. Because I am blessed to my core to have an incredible long-term relationship with a company called Pioneer Investments. That's right, Pioneer Investments out of Boston, wholesaler of all different types of mutual fund products. And these guys have been really the defining uh, reality to my modern speaking career. They have been my partner. They have exploded me onto the financial scene, which in turn has exploded me onto all other industries out there. So I am here today to support them and to do this live broadcast. And, and we're here, and I'll introduce who I'm with here in just a second, but we're here at the TD Ameritrade's Advisor Conference, the, the Link Conference of 2017. Now, this is the next generation uh, conference for financial services. During the, the National Link, advisors can learn, inspire, network, collaborate with their peers to take advantage of the many new opportunities in tel- today's wealth management industry. Now, I'll tell you what, there are 2,000 advisors coming through this door right here. So that's a lot of brains coming, a lot, a lot of brain power circulating around here. A lot of, a lot of presenters, but I'm here with my good friend uh, uh, and, and pioneer executives here. I'm here with Paul Marino, who's the head of sales for RIA and Bank Trust, and Mr. Joe Morgan, who's uh, in charge of a, a port, he's a portfolio manager for clients at Pioneer. Gents, welcome. How you doing, David? How are you doing, David? Great to be here with you. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm above dirt, so that's always <laughs> a good day. It, and I'll tell you what another good thing is, is that I'm not out in that ocean across the bay there, over on the beach where Bud's is, freezing my, my brains out, getting hammered in the surf zone. You know, it's interesting. Um, I've been to San Diego now many times, and I love it here, and I've never had the snot kicked out of me. So. <laughs> I, I hope it doesn't happen on this trip. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do, Paul, because this is the second time we're doing this. So if there's a third, you can guarantee I am going to beat the snot out of you <laughs> in the surf zone, overseas. While, and you know what? Maybe we'll do a podcast from the beach while you're getting hammered, and you'll have to talk about – That I want to see. You'll have to, see. You'll have to talk about insurance link securities while I'm, cr- I'm crushing you. It would, it would probably be a good time to talk about that. <laughs> To, to, to take your mind off the pain. Now, <laughs> now, Joe, this is the first time us working together, Absolutely. bro. So, so welcome to the show. We're, I'm so privileged to have you on. And, privileged to be here. Uh, you know, this is an interesting conference. What would you say is, is unique about this conference out here and why it's so critical for Pioneer to be here? Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, from my perspective, um, you know, I do I, – I have a team of people that are out there with what we think are some of the most sophisticated – advisors in the space, and those are RIAs, bank trusts, and multifamily offices. If you're going to deal in that space, a TD is a huge player in that space. And so for us, it's critical to have this very, very important partnership to support them, be a part of this great event, and be able to talk about what we're doing at Pioneer 
to help those people, those advisors in that community. It's a tremendous opportunity for us. Well, that's awesome, you know, because there are literally hundreds of these conferences around. And I know you can, you, you've got to be selective at which ones you pick, which ones you choose to, because of the, the type of advisor you're going to be in front of. Now, now, Joe, you, you deal regularly, especially when it comes to insurance-linked securities with, with advisors. What, do you, what type of advisor comes to this type of conference? And, 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 and what, what, is it, what are they like? What are they looking for from you guys when they show up? David, that's a great question. And I think one of the things that's challenging all investors at this point is, you know, a rising interest rate environment is really challenging. Equity valuations are really challenging. But clients still need returns, and they need things that are different. Okay. And one of the things that is really different and is a diversifier is insurance-linked securities, because the risk associated and the return associated with ILS is not tied to interest rates or equity valuations. It's tied to uh, natural events that occur, so hurricanes, earthquakes. And think about it from a very basic perspective. If I told you there were going to be three interest rate rises this year, I'd start shaking in my boots and I'd be like, that's it. The sky is falling. Exactly. But then if I asked you, um, when's there going to be the next earthquake or hurricane, you would say, I have no idea. Right. So the source of the risk and the source of the return is just so different and you get paid differently because of it. So you're adding a great diversifier to a portfolio. We've been fortunate at Pioneer. We've been doing it for over 10 years in many of our own portfolios and it acts and behaves differently than everything else great returns, and it makes the portfolios different. Well, let, let's, let's take a step back, all right? Sure. Because uh, I know, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm new to the game and all that, and, and, you know, my relationship with Pioneer has been awesome because I've gotten this amazing education on, on a lot of different products that they, that they uh, uh, are, are out there selling. But, but this one is, is new and unique. So if you could, let's just stop and, and on, in layman's terms, you know, help the people that are going to listen to this. What are insurance-linked securities? That's a great question because I think there's sometimes confusion around what it is. But let's make it a simple example. You have home insurance, you have car insurance, you have life insurance, you buy it from an insurance company. Right. Insurance companies package all those risks together. They have a lot of risk. They need to be insured, so they go to reinsurers. Okay. The reinsurers have now different risks, and they want to share that with the capital market. Right. So basically, we work with some of the leading reinsurers around the world. Okay. And we are basically looking at their books of risk, whether it's earthquakes, hurricanes, windstorms, etc. And we share in that. So we will share. How about solar flares? I'm, I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a big, I, I freak out on solar flares, right? Because it knocked out. On, I'm just kidding. All right, yeah, go ahead. No, but, but it, it's amazing how many different risks are out there. It's and that's all over the all over the globe. Right. And so what we think about is uh, reinsurers really think about the CNN type of events. Okay. Things that you would see, the Hurricane Matthews of the world, the wildfires in Canada, um, earthquakes in Japan. And so those are very, very low frequency but very high uh, economic loss potential. Okay. And so if you build a great portfolio diversified by the peril, by the geography, and how close you are to that risk from an economic perspective, you can get very attractive returns that don't look anything at all like the capital markets. Now, how did this – I mean, Paul, you, you're out there selling these things. How, how, did, how did you – how have you seen your clientele, the advisors, react to this type 
of, of, of securities. I mean, it, it had to have been a tough sell up front for sure, but with, uh, you know, the climate change and all these other things, I mean, people's, their, their long-term risk focus is changing, especially with the volatility of the markets, right? Yeah, so there was major education up front because, honestly, coming out to, to the advisor community, they didn't know what an insurance-linked security was. Many people didn't know what an insurance-linked security was. So we did a lot of work up front educating them on what this product actually was. And then it's a matter of earning their confidence and like, okay, now we know what it is. Can Pioneer do it? And like Joe said, we have a track record that goes back 10 years. In fact, one of the portfolio managers, the lead portfolio manager on the product, Charles Melkrit, he was, he was uh, in, in the 1980s, he was one of the first analysts to ever look at a catastrophe. Really? Wow. So we are as a viable as a viable product, right? Wow. Okay. So we were super fortunate to have somebody like Charles there. And now fast forward to what we are as a firm. So Pioneer's always been a value shop. So most people wouldn't have even looked at something like this because it doesn't fall into the, into the traditional bond category. But in our never-ending search for value in our own shop, right? This came up in 2006. We started making investments into our own strategies in 2007, and when Advisors saw the alpha that we were getting as investors. They came to us and said, hey, would you ever consider doing something dedicated so that we could get the same kind of exposure as investors that you did? Wow. So it, it, the, the return presented itself pretty quickly, huh, Joe? Oh, no, absolutely. And the nice thing that you reference is we only think about risk terms or, uh, in one-year increments. Oh, so, okay. So, like, Explain it, that a little bit. Okay, how, why, how come? So in the insurance world, think about like when you get car insurance or home insurance. You buy it for one year. Right. Same in the reinsurance world. So although there, are, there could be global warming and more, earth, more hurricanes, we're only really worried about a one-year risk period. So how many earthquakes or how many hurricanes will occur in one year? We don't have to make long-term projections. Oh, that's and good. Yeah. It's literally one-year risk periods. And what we ask ourselves at the end of each day is, are we getting paid enough to take those risks? Okay. And if you think about the reinsurance industry over its hundreds of years of existence, they are very excellent allocators of capital. Yes, they are. And they really know where the risks are. They, they and, actually and so do. being so aligned with great institutions like Swiss Re, Munich Re, Hanover Re, are real big benefits for our clients. Yeah, and, and David, for years, I mean, just think about it. If I said to you, hey, David, I could get you to have your own reinsurance company, right? And, right. and start reaping the profits of what a reinsurance company would you couldn't start that from the ground up tomorrow, but but the transfer of that risk from the reinsurers to the capital markets, we could package that into a 1940-act mutual fund and offer you the opportunity to get paid as a reinsurance company would for that risk. The only difference with us is we do it across many different reinsurers, right. so the risk return spectrum varies is diver- is, and it's is diverse. diffused yep. considerably. All right. Well, that's, well this is I was going to say, Paul just raised a great point in that you can't do this on your own. Right. You can't buy it. There's no such thing as an investable index for this stuff. Okay. You have to go to an expert. And we've built a great team. So Charles, Chin, myself, we have three other risk modelers. We have four analysts that accompany us. Okay. We have, you know, a lot of legal uh, focus. We have a lot of operational focus. And the technology that we use to model every single risk in the portfolio is probably one of the most sophisticated pieces of software in the industry. Oh wow! It costs you know seven figures. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure it can, yeah. it's not cheap. And and then the guys who are programming that that stuff are are probably the oh, top in the world. It's amazing. So the competitive advantages of working with an expert like us that has years and years of history really benefits the client. 
Well, that's awesome. All right, so give us some of, of, of the greater, the more significant attributes to ILS, and, 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 and how is it going to help the advisor understand? Well, one, I mean, I think, um, you know, 2008 taught us something, that in times of crisis, everything can be correlated, right? And so uh, <laughs> when you look across the spectrum of asset classes and modern portfolio theory, everything came down at the same time. And investors, quite honestly, didn't know what to do, right? So they sold all the They were freaking out. Right? When, everything, when everything crashes, people go nuts, except Navy SEALs, by the way. I just want you to know, <laughs> we do not freak out when everything's crashing, right? But the interesting thing was, when you looked at uh, the Swiss Re Index, which is the only index which represents about 20% of the, the industry in, in insurance and securities, that was positive. Right. And it was the most liquid, second most liquid asset class to Treasury. What well, was number one? Okay. Okay. And so, so, you know, when you think about that, you have this non-correlated asset class. And the reason why it's not correlated is by very nature, it comes from peril risk. It has nothing to do with equity markets or fixed income. So the first attribute that I would say that makes this attractive to advisors and investors is the fact that it has no correlation to equities or fixed income. Okay. No, absolutely. And I think what we've found over the years is in good times and in bad times, it works. It's a nice sometimes hedge against rising rates because all the underlying instruments are floating rates in nature. So if interest rates go up, right, that'll benefit us. No matter what, no matter in, this, what. In, this particular, in this particular market. Correct. This okay. will be, and that's just one of the side benefits. The real benefits are what Paul just talked about. It's always a diversifying asset. Right. But now you're getting paid a... Um, a little bit of a bump in a rising rate environment, and you're only worried about that for one year at a time, one year risk term. Wow, that's I, pretty nice. And I want to bring this up too because it's 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 important to note. This is not a panacea. Because <laughs> cool. I'll tell you, I'm stuff. sitting on this side going, man, if I don't have this in my portfolio, I'm a nut job, but right? I, but I, to a certain degree, I would I would agree with that statement. But what I want to say to you is this. It doesn't mean because it's non-correlated that it's always going to go up, and it doesn't mean that it would always be non-correlated. And the reason I bring that up is because I look back. Hold on, let me just jump in real quick. It's back, I live in South Florida, right? Yep. In 2004, 2005, we had something like nine hurricanes Correct. rip through the state. Yep. It changed the entire insurance platforms of the entire country Absolutely. based on what happened. Now, you know, it's been up until what? You know, earlier this year, right? But we haven't gotten blasted since then. So, you know, is that something that we, as an advisor, I'm going to, that's going to hedge against me or for me with this type of? No, so, so honestly, it doesn't make a difference when it hits or when it doesn't. The, the, the thing about it is, is that it, it, it is random whether or not it would happen when other asset classes are going down. The randomness of it and, and, and the fact that it's based on probability of these weather events occurring is the most important thing. So the reason I brought that other statement up is because in 1929, you didn't have massive weather events that took this portfolio down. So it would have worked for you. But no one could have predicted that based on what Joe was saying before. Right. You could have a situation where you have a 1929. And, and that's you're talking about the stock market crash, yeah, right? Yeah, horrible peril events, one in 100-year events, one in 200-year events that could put down, you know, the portfolio. But that it's, the probability of that is not, you know, there's no correlation to it. Okay, and, all right, that makes sense. Paul raised a really good point. We know every year there are going to be losses. Right. So at the beginning of each year, we have an expectation for how the portfolio would behave if there are no losses. But we know that's unrealistic. 
So every year there will be earthquakes. Every yep. year there will be hurricanes. Every year there will be windstorms, etc. What we're focused on is understanding those, making sure that we're diversified by geography, by peril. So we're not betting on earthquakes. Yeah, yeah. We're not betting on hurricanes. It's, reg- it's regional risk, right? And we're, but we're also diversifying across that because what we don't want, what, what if the reinsurance industry has a good year, our investors will have a great year. That's awesome. And that's what we're really shooting for. But we recognize sometimes the insurance industry can have a difficult year. Right. We will, too, because we're trying to represent the broadest expression of the, re, uh, the reinsurance industry. So not just Florida, not just Japan, not yep. just Australia, everything. That, I mean, that's really, I mean, it's a great concept. Now, have your returns over the last 10 years, have they been... I mean, have they been consistent? Is it positive? Are your investors happy with what's going on with the with the product? Yeah. So, I mean, you brought up a couple of years, right? So, in 2008, uh, the portfolio that we managed inside of the Caesar Bar uh, investments was positive. 2005, even with Katrina, as bad as that was, uh, the Swiss Re Index was positive. And so, again, you really have to have major, major events in this space to draw down the entire market. Not, not that it can't happen, and it will happen. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I got a question. Let me jump in because I, I, and this way my brain works. So I'm sorry. It's a free fire. Remember, it is a free fire zone when you come on Navy SEAL radio, all right? Because I'm going to bring a 50 cal on you and I want some answers, okay? All right. So here's the question I got, all right? So is it, if, is it only if, if there's catastrophe where there are major markets? So if it, is it only if it's in Japan or Europe? or America. What if there's a catastrophe in Central Africa? Does it affect our markets at all? A, we'd have to have exposure to it based on our diversification, and we may or may not have exposure to that specific peril. Uh, The second thing that I would say is it has to be an insurable event. So if it's not an insurable event, and there's no reinsurance contracts or major reinsurance contracts on it, and we don't have, like, so, oh no, so the perfect example, there are places where there's significant economic loss, yep. but there's no insurance coverage. Right. So there are there were floods this year in China that had significant, you know, there were deaths, six, 700 deaths, yep. um, a little bit of economic loss, but none of that was insured. None of the major output factories were affected in the tech world or anything like that. Yeah, okay. So to give you an example, when I first when we first launched this fund, you know, one of the questions I thought I was super smart, and they were telling me about this product. I said, "Oh, well, what about Irene and Sandy? That must have really devastated the portfolio." Well, guess what? When they hit the East Coast and the major places that were, insured, a a lot of those places didn't have insurance along the coast because they were wealthy areas, people who self-insure. Right. And number two, when it hit, it was a considered a tropical storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it yeah. wasn't a hurricane, which so declassifies it at the level of insurance return. Absolutely. Absolutely, that's yes. wow. That's right. See, living in and having that gun pointed at us, we will answer those questions correctly. <laughs> That's entirely right, right? All right, well, let's get into, let's get into, can you break down some terminology that's associated with ILS? And, and this is a way for the people who are listening to understand what this product is all about. Sure. There's basically, most people should think about it as just insurance-linked securities. But underneath it, there's really four format types. The ones that most people are interested or are most aware of are called cat bonds. Cat bonds. Or catastrophe okay, bonds. Okay, okay. And those are really uh, measuring specific perils or insuring against specific perils. So you can itemize it and break it down and Absolutely. say earthquake, I, flood, hurricane, typhoon, all that? And I can even make it break it down further. I could say 
2017 hurricane risk in Broward County Whoa. from $3 billion to $4 billion, Whoa. $4 billion to $5 billion. Oh, wow. So you can get that granular in terms of the risk. So that's one area. Those are public market securities or what's called 144A. Okay. So that means they're tradable. But that's a small part of the market, as Paul mentioned. It's, it's got to be small. It's got to be the, the really sophisticated trader that's looking to hedge a little bit on one side of their portfolio might go after those, right? And those are very big instruments. So you as an, an individual investor couldn't buy them. Right, okay. So right. it's really for the institution. That's for you guys. For us. Okay, check Roger. The next three types that are more private deals are called collateralized reinsurance, okay. which is basically a private version of the bond I just told you about. So instead of getting a public version of it, yep. I can buy a private version of it, get bigger and better returns even though it's the exact same risk. Okay. So I didn't involve an investment banking firm or an underwriter. We just did it directly. All right. The next one are called industry loss warranties. And those represent what happens to an industry in a specific area. So 2017 Florida, what happened to all the reinsurers? Yeah. And then the final one is where we put our focus is on what's called quota share. Quota share. Yeah, and that's a unique term. And what that unique means, to you guys or unique to the industry? No, it's, it's unique to people starting to invest. Check. That's why education is so important in right. this space. But what a quota share is, is let's say my friend Paul Marino is Swiss Re. All right. I go to Paul hey, and I Paul, say, hey, let's hear some Swedish, please. Right. Da. Da. I say, Paul, I want to buy 3% of all your premium income, and I will also experience 3% of all your loss. So okay. now he and I are completely aligned. So what's good for him is good for me. And so what we have is the benefit because Paul knows more about the underlying risks that he has than I ever will. Right. I don't understand the insurance companies he deals with on a day-to-day basis. He has a different business than Hanover Reed and Munich Reed. But all I know is now that he and I are completely aligned. I know that he's a great allocator of capital. He understands risk. And I'm now equally participating in everything that he and his business does. Okay. He is a reinsurer one to partner with people like me because he can't take a lot of that risk on his books every year. Okay. So he finds sophisticated long-term partners who will be there in good years and in bad years because, as Paul mentioned, there will be bad years. Heck we yeah. will have storms. Yep, yep. And when there's a storm that's devastating that costs a lot to recover, he still needs to you know, have his business run and operate. He's going to come back to me and says, Joe, we need you to pony up this year too. Okay. And so the events will still be random. But I'm gonna be, he's going to pay me more next year after a bad event because, think about it, you get in a car accident, right? what do they do to your insurance rate? goes up. Right. Is you any more likely to have an accident next year? Not really. No. It's random. Yeah. Actually, then, actually, the statistics show you go down. You probably go down. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what we are focused on is having long-term relationships with some of the best reinsurers around the world. And that's yeah. what makes Pioneer such a great uh, partner with these reinsurance companies because not only do we have the dedicated fund where we go out and we make it available and make capital available to the reinsurance market through the advisory community, like all the great advisors that are here at the TD Link Conference, but we also have investors in our mutual funds that believe in the strategy. Right. So the reinsurers know that we're so in tune and that we have capital on hand. So when the big thing happens, we believe in it. We're value investors. We know we're going to get paid at a higher premium. We'll be right there with our partners on the reinsurance side to help recapitalize them, and we'll have sources of money to do that immediately. Now, how, how have you seen, and let me just interject, right, because it, 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 it seems like there's an, it's education intensive. 
Absolutely. And, and, and so as you begin to work with your bigger partners and out there, what, what, is, the, what is kind of the process of education for people? And, and what do you teach them? How do you set up that meeting? How do you work through it? So in 1928, when Bill Correa, the, the person who founded Pioneer and, 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 and the Pioneer Fund, yeah. you know, came, you know, was the third mutual fund in the history, he had a lot of education that he had to do. But when you're innovative, when you're an innovative shop like us, that's what you need to do. So for us, it's having good relationships with RIAs, calling them, and having the credibility to say, hey, I have something that I want to show you that I think is very important for you and your clients, and I think you should give me some time. And what we found is if you have a good and interesting story, and it's truly credible, okay? And you, you got a badass go like Joe that you can bring yeah, in Joe, to start delivering some killer information. You've got our portfolio managers, Charles Melker and Chin Lu, who really know the space. Then you got to deliver. So you get that first appointment, David, but you better be credible and you better be able to deliver with the information. And then the second thing I would say is patience. We are not a, a one-stop shop. This isn't the only thing we do. We have a 90-year, a nearly 90-year brand okay. that we need to protect. So when we go out there, we provide them with the best information, not only as, as, as somebody that's trying to sell them a solution, but as investors alongside them. I love so that. I love that, man. Paul, and you, and listen, bro, you and I have been friends for a long time. And, and the reason why I love working with Pioneer is because that's how you make your clients feel. I mean, that you're in it with them, man. And, and, and the value added by working with Pioneer is off the charts. Now, Joe, we've got a couple minutes here. So what, are, what, are, what do you think investors are the key points investors need to, to take on board? If you could if share with that in about two minutes for us, sure. what, what do investors need to look at with this kind of, with the ILS, and, and, and why is it going to benefit them in the long term? Sure. I, well, first and foremost, it's going to be a diversifier in all their client portfolios. We're, you know, correlations, as Paul mentioned, do sometimes come to zero. This is one part of the portfolio they're not going to have to worry about from that perspective. Right. In the interim, the returns have been very attractive. I mean, we haven't talked specifically about the fund, but, you know, this fund has produced very high single-digit 9 10% returns. Wow. That's huge. With very low volatility over the last few years. If you look at our track. Thank you, God. Exactly. <laughs> right? That's what I should and say. The re- <laughs> Thank you, God. And Munigree and all the reinsurers <laughs> uh, who we work with. Um, so you really want to think about the diversification benefits first. But then it's who you work with on this area. Because there are people in the space that are also our competitors. Right. Um, but I think what we really bring to it is a very long history. I mean, we've been doing it for over 10 years. Right. Our interests are the exact same as our clients because we're our biggest investor in these ILS instruments. We have. That's over what a, I love. You got skin in the game, man, and have, that's pioneer. We have over a billion and a half dollars Whoa. worth of skin in that game, and that <laughs> it makes us a very big allocator in this area. So that's why the reinsurers love it. But just because you're big doesn't make you good. Right. So we really think about who we have managing the portfolio. We think about the risk modelers. We think about just not looking at things quantitatively, but looking at them qualitatively and understanding, you know, what is the underwriting, uh, what was the underwriting effort that Swiss Re put in, Munich Re, et cetera. It's just not all about the numbers sometimes. You have to understand how you get to the numbers. I love it. And then finally, and most importantly to your point, David, earlier, is communication and education. So we have monthly updates, we have webinars, we have event updates. So if God Full forbid, access. You're granted full access on this so If an event happens, like Hurricane Matthew, within 48 hours, we were out in front of our clients telling them what the path of the storm was looking like, what the potential damage could be. So we're always educated. I love so there's that. no surprises. But at the end of the day, what they're getting 
is that diversification. So it's just not U.S., it's just not Europe, it's just not earthquake. It's the broadest reflection of the reinsurance industry, and that's a great place to be. Man, Joe, I, man, you just, I, I think you just knocked it out of the park on that one, dude. That, that was awesome, dude. So all these people out here, come talk to this chat about ILS securities, because I'll tell you what, he's going to blow your mind like mine just got blown. All right, Paul, what do all the advisors that are in San Diego, why should they come down here and hang out with you and me over the next day or two? Because we're entertaining. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, David, I'd hang out with you any day of the week. You know that. I mean, besides the fact that you, you've talked a lot about us, but we should. I, I, sh- I would be remiss if I didn't mention your service to this country, all the things that you've done, uh, you know, for, for America, for freedom, for all that stuff. We love you, brother. And you do a ton for Pioneer Investment as well and, and coaching us and, and motivating us. So thank you. So for that in and of itself, I think people should come down here and shake your hand and give you a salute. I love but it. Other than that, uh, you know, Pioneer Investments, again, since 1928, we've been very client-centric, providing solutions both in the traditional space on equity and fixed income and in the innovative space like ILS. So uh, come by, talk to us. Um, we'll, 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 we'll always be a big, uh, a, a big provider of solutions to you, and we'll always have a good time well, you heard it. You heard it from my two pals, Paul and Joe, man. And, and listen, if you're here in San Diego, man, come on down to the Pioneer Investments booth at the TD Ameritrade Conference. You're, you won't be remiss. You're going to learn 